0: the truth. Good morning, everybody. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, man. So I got me a special, special little stream today um, for the vets. Uh, Give much appreciation to the veterans and whether, whether you agree with history, all of these things. Irregardless of all that, the reason why I give such appreciation to our veterans is because Why am I out of focus. So anyway, the reason why I give the appreciation that I do for our veterans is because these are human beings that they sacrifice their life in doing what, <clears throat> in doing what they felt was the right thing to do. You know, they, they, um, they wanted to protect people, they wanted to protect our freedom, and they did that. And they put their lives on the line, and many, many have died, have perished in, in these, these games that politicians play. So I always give my appreciation to veterans. I love these human beings for what they've sacrificed, and, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's just paying it forward. And it's also thinking about the many veterans that are right now not enjoying their Veterans Day because they're they're too busy surviving, you know. They're they're looking for shelter, they're looking for food, and they're looking for help. And for whatever reason, these these veterans have been left behind. They're, they've been left incarcerated, um, they've been left homeless, addicted, and just left to feel like their sacrifice for our freedom was just not appreciated. So. We really have to to step forward, you know, step out and step forward for these individuals here. But for today, my appreciation goes into showing uh, something that that changed my life. It changed my life, changed my thought process. It changed the way that I was looking at uh, just just certain things throughout my life. As a young child, I was always very conscious of my surroundings for whatever reason. You know, I, I uh grew up in a in a broken home. My father and my my mother uh pretty much detested each other, was divorced at a young age. You know, I was a child that was unplanned for. Um my father felt like uh my mother got impregnated with me to try to keep him, to try to qualm to uh Already toxic situation, I guess. You know, a lot of us do these things. This is the environment that I was brought up into. Um, so for whatever reason, you know, and everything that was going on in my life it was a very stressful life. Uh, I was always just conscious of my surroundings, and I would notice things. You know, when I was bullied in school, I would just hope and pray that this bully would be gone. You know, just concentrate so much that when I went to school tomorrow, that this bully would be gone. And they would just disappear, you know, and, and random things through life. You know, if I was working on an engine and there was a a particular tool that I needed that I didn't have at that time. And it was just the tool that, that would cut four hours off of my work, you know, or whatever. And, and two weeks later, this tool would be right in front of me sitting on the bench, you know, and I would be like, man, where the hell was you two weeks ago when I needed you? And. This movie that was brought into my cypher at a particular time in my life, uh, answered all of these questions that I had because these, these events would happen through my life. And I just didn't know what was causing these things. I didn't know if I was majestic, if I was special, this was just whatever. I had no idea. And there was a particular time in my life when I was incarcerated where, um, uh, I was, I was very angry. I was broadcasting blame everywhere, you know. And we had a softball tournament that day. And on the way to the softball field, rain started coming in. Like these storm clouds started coming in and the softball game was delayed. Good morning. Good morning, my brother. Good morning, Mr. Larry Smith. Free the innocent. Free the medically frail. Free the over sentence, no question. So on this particular day, somebody came to me and they were showing this video in psychology and I've never really been to psychology. And at this particular time, I wasn't trying to hear anything about self-help, self-empowerment, anything of that nature. So I told him, you know, at the time, like, no, man, I'm I'm waiting to go play softball, waiting for the, the clouds to clear up. And he's telling me, he's like, no, nah, man, they... The clouds aren't going to clear up. Just come to psychology and watch this movie. It's, a, it's the movie of the week, whatever. So I asked him what the movie is. He said, The Secret. So I'm like, The Secret? What the hell is that about? He's like, man, I don't know. Let's just go watch it. We got some popcorn, We you know candy. We're all going to just go hang out in psychology and watch this movie. So I'm like, you know what? All right, cool. So I get changed, get dressed, go to psychology. And we line up and, and start watching this movie and it changed everything for me because right out of the gate it 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 hit me right in the gut like man this is this is the secret for real because this is stuff that I've been experiencing my whole life that I thought I was just weird and I would never share with nobody and I I really didn't even know how to express it and so when they when they titled this the secret like this this whole thing is just profound you know so I urge my listeners, um, it is audio only, so just put in your earbuds, put it on your TV, let it resonate through the house. Even if you're not watching it, just let the good vibrations of these, these people who are expressing the truth of how life is supposed to be, how it all works, how it all coincides with one another, how we are just a network of human beings who are all connected and we're destroying this network with stigma, judgment, uh, all 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 the uglies of, of ego and, and sin. You know, and we have to recenter ourselves. So please just let this resonate through your house. And I promise you, I promise you, experiment test it. Let this resonate through your house and feel the energy and the vibration of of how your house is, the uplifting. You know, because it's everything is vibrations and this is going to be an hour and a half of just good, positive, high spirited motivation that will that will inspire you. So. Good morning, Ms. DJ. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. So let me go ahead and get into the video. Like I say, you guys just let it play. Let it resonate through your house. I will be listening to it myself. So any questions that you may have about what they're speaking about or how it implies, um please just, just drop a note. I'll be I'll be in tune, I'll be here, and I can just pop in blue and we could chat. So Without further ado, please enjoy something that drastically changed my life.
1: A year ago, my life had collapsed around me. I'd worked myself into exhaustion. My father died suddenly, and my relationships were in turmoil. Little did I know at the time, out of my greatest despair, was to come the greatest gift. I'd been given a glimpse of a great secret. began tracing the secret back through history. people in history. What? All I wanted to do was share the secret with the world. I began searching for people alive today who know the secret. One by one they began to emerge.
2: you know this secret gives you everything you want happiness health and wealth
3: you can have do or be anything you want we can have whatever it is that we choose i don't care how big it is what kind of a house do you want to live in
4: do you want to be a millionaire
3: what kind of a business do you want to have
4: do you want more success
2: what do you really
5: want i've seen many miracles take place in people's lives Financial miracles, miracles of physical healing, mental healing, healing in relationships.
6: All of this happened because of knowing how to apply the secret.
7: This is the great secret of life.
2: been sitting there wondering, what is the secret? I'll tell you how I have come to understand it. We all work with one infinite power. We all guide ourselves by exactly the same laws. The natural laws of the universe are so precise. That we don't even have any difficulty building spaceships, we can send people to the moon, and we can time the landing with the precision of a fraction of a second. I don't care if you're in India, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, Stockholm, or London, or Toronto, or Montreal, or New York, we're all working with one power, one law it's attraction. The secret is the law of attraction. Everything that's coming into your life, you are attracting into your life. And it's attracted to you by virtue of the images you're holding in your mind. It's what you're thinking. You see, whatever is going on in your mind, you're attracting to you. Now, wise people have always known that. You can go right back to the ancient Babylonians. They've always known this. It's a small, select group of people. Why do you think that 1% of the population earns around 96% of all the money that's being earned? Do you think that's an accident? It's no accident. It's designed that way. They understand something. They
3: understand the secret. And you are being introduced to the secret. The simplest way for me to look at the, the law of attraction is... If I think of myself as a magnet, and I know that a magnet will attract to it.
8: Very basically put, the law of attraction says that like attracts like. But we're really talking at a level of thought.
3: Our job as humans is to hold on to the thoughts of what we want, make it absolute clear in our minds what we want, and from that we start to invoke one of the greatest laws in the universe, and that's the law of attraction. You 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 become what you think about most, but you also attract what you think about most. If you see it in here, you're going to hold it here.
9: And that principle can be summed up in three simple words. Thoughts become things.
3: What most people don't understand is a thought has a frequency. Every thought has a frequency. We can measure a thought. And so if you're thinking that thought over and over and over again, or if you're imagining in your mind, okay, having that brand new car, having the money that you need, building that company, finding your soulmate, if you imagine what that looks like, you're emitting that frequency on a consistent basis.
10: Thoughts are sending out that magnetic signal
2: that is drawing the parallel back to you. See yourself living in abundance, and you will attract it. It always works. It
3: works every time with every person. Here's the problem. Most people are thinking about what they don't want, and they're wondering why it shows up over and over
8: and over again. The law of attraction doesn't care whether you perceive something to be good or bad or whether you don't want it or whether you do want it. It's responding to your thoughts. So if you're sitting there looking at a mountain of debt, feeling terrible about it, that's the signal you're putting out to the universe. Wow, I feel really bad because of all this debt I've got. You're just affirming it to yourself. You feel it on every level of your being. That's what you're going to get more of.
11: The law of attraction is really obedient. When you think of the things that you want and you focus on them with all of your intention, the law of attraction will give you what you want every time. When you focus on the things that you don't want, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. You really are calling that into existence. The law of attraction doesn't hear that you don't want it, and so it's going to show up over and over and over again. The law of attraction is not biased to wants or don't wants. It manifests the things that you're thinking about. The law of
2: attraction is always working, whether you believe it or understand it or not, it's
11: always working. It's working as much as you're thinking. Anytime your thoughts are flowing, the law of attraction is operational. When you're thinking about the past, present, or the future, the law of attraction is working. It's an ongoing process. You don't press pause, you don't press stop. It is forever in action as your thoughts are.
5: Creation is always happening. Every time an individual has a thought or a prolonged, uh, chronic way of thinking, they're in the creation process. Something is going to manifest out of those thoughts. Law of Attraction says we'll give you whatever it is you say and focus
6: on. And so if you're complaining about how bad it is, what you're creating is more of how bad it is.
9: Oh, look! I found that!
12: I had a student named Robert. Robert was a gay man and uh, he was taking an online course I have, part of which entails email access to me. And he outlined all of the grim realities of his life. In his job, all the people ganged up on him. (laughs) And it was constantly stressful because of how nasty they were with him. When he walked down the street, he said every block he was accosted by homophobic people who wanted to abuse him in some way. He was wanting to become a stand-up comedian. And when he went out and did a stand-up comedy job, everybody heckled him about being gay. And his whole life was one of a lot of unhappiness and misery, and it all focused around this idea of being attacked because he was gay. I began to teach him that he was focusing on what he did not want. I directed him back to his email that he sent me and said, read it again, look at all the things you do not want that you're telling me about. And I can tell you're very passionate about this. When you focus on something with a lot of passion, it makes it happen even faster. And then he really started taking this thing about focusing on what you want to heart. And he began really trying. What happened within the next Six to eight weeks was absolutely a miracle. He said that all the people in his office that had been harassing him either transferred to another department, quit working at the company, or started totally leaving him alone, and he began to love his job. He noticed that when he was walking down the street, that nobody came up to him and harassed him anymore. They just weren't there.
13: I am a very, very gay man.
12: When he went and did his stand-up comedy routines, he started getting standing ovations and nobody was heckling him. His whole life changed because he changed from focusing on what he did not want, what he was afraid of, what he wanted to avoid, to focusing on what he did want.
14: So we may be very positive in our outlook and orientation, and we tend to attract positive people and positive events and circumstances. We may be very negative in our orientation or very angry, in which case we tend to attract negative angry people and negative angry circumstances.
5: And so you end up attracting to you the the predominant thoughts that you're holding in your awareness, whether those thoughts are conscious or whether they're unconscious. That's the rub. If you look very carefully when it comes to the secret and the power of our mind, the power of our
15: intention in our daily lives, it's all around us. All we got to do is open our eyes
11: and look. You can see law of attraction everywhere. You draw everything to yourself. The people, the job, the circumstances, the health, the wealth, the debt, the joy, the car that you drive, the community that you're in, and you've drawn them all to you like a magnet. What you think about, you bring about. Your life is a physical manifestation of the thoughts that go on in your head.
16: I mean, I'm not talking to you from the point of view of just wishful thinking or imaginary craziness. I'm talking to you from a deeper, basic understanding. Quantum physics really begins to point to this discovery. It says that you can't have a universe without mind entering into it, that the mind is actually shaping the very thing that is being perceived.
2: Now, if you don't understand it, doesn't mean you should reject it. You don't understand electricity, probably. First of all, no one even knows what electricity is, and yet you enjoy the benefits of it. Do you know how it works? I don't know how it works, but I do know this, that you can cook a man's dinner with electricity, and you can also cook the man.
5: People oftentimes, when they begin to understand great secret become frightened of of all of these negative thoughts that they have two things they need to be aware of one it has been proven now scientifically that an affirmative thought is hundreds of times more powerful than a negative thought so that eliminates a degree of worry
11: right there and the second thing is that thank god there's a time delay that all of your thoughts don't come true instantly. We'd be in trouble if they did. it. The time delay serves you. It allows you to reassess, think about what you want, and make a new choice.
10: So you want to become aware of your thoughts, you want to choose your thoughts carefully, and you want to have fun with this because you are the masterpiece of your own life. You are the Michelangelo of your own life. The David that you are sculpting is you, and you do it with your thoughts.
17: The leaders in the past who had the secret wanted to keep the power and not share the power. So they kept people ignorant of the secret. People went to work, they did their job, they came home. They were on a treadmill with no power because the secret was kept in the
5: few. We live in a universe in which there are laws. Just as there's a law of gravity, if you fall off a building, it doesn't matter whether you're a good person or a bad person, you're gonna hit the ground. Everything
10: that's around you right now in your life, including the things you're complaining about, you've attracted. Now I know at first blush, that's gonna be something that you hate to hear. You're going to immediately say, I didn't attract the car accident. I didn't attract this particular client. I didn't uh, particularly attract the debt. I didn't uh, attract whatever it happens to be that you're complaining about. And I'm here to be a little bit in your face and to say, yes, you did attract it. And this is one of the hardest concepts to get. But once you've accepted it, it's life transforming. This is part of the overall giant secret here
8: and most of us attract by default. We just think that we don't have any control over it. Our thoughts are on autopilot, our feelings are on autopilot, and so everything is just brought to us by default.
10: Now, if this is your first time to hear this, it may feel like, oh, I have to now monitor my thoughts. This is gonna be a lot of work. It will seem like that at first, but that's where the fun begins.
18: It's impossible to monitor every thought we have. Researchers tell us that we have about 60,000 thoughts a day. Can you imagine how exhausted you feel trying to control all of those thoughts? Fortunately, there's an easier way, and it's our feelings. Our feelings let us know what it is that we're thinking. So your thoughts cause your feelings.
8: The emotions are this incredible gift that we have to let us know what we're attracting.
11: Think about your feelings. You have good feelings and you have bad feelings. And you know the difference between the two because one makes you feel good and the other makes you feel bad. It's the depression, it's the guilt, it's the resentment, the anger. It's those feelings. They don't make you feel empowered. Those are the bad feelings.
19: On another level, it's called bad frequency or bad vibes or whatever you want to call it.
11: The flip side to that is that you have good emotions, good feelings. And you know when they come because they make you feel good. Excitement, joy, gratitude, love. Imagine if we can feel that way every day. When you celebrate the good feelings, you'll draw to you more good feelings and things that make you feel good.
8: So it's really so simple. It's right there. The answer is, what am I attracting right now? How do you feel? I feel good. Well, good. Keep doing that. Our feelings
6: are a feedback mechanism to us about whether we're on track or not, whether we're on course or off course.
18: If you're feeling good, then you're creating a future that's on track with what you're desiring. If you're feeling bad, you're creating a future that's off track with your desires. As you go about your day, the law of attraction is working in every second. Everything we think, everything we're feeling is creating our future. If you're worried, if you're in fear, then that's bringing more of that into your life throughout the day whatever you're thinking and feeling today is creating your future
8: and you're getting exactly what you're feeling about not so much what you're thinking about that's why people if they stub their toe out of bed they tend to spiral The whole day goes like that, you know. They have no clue that a simple shifting of their emotions can change their entire day and life. If you start out having a good day and you're in that that particular happy feeling, as long as you don't allow something to change your mood, You're going to continue to attract, by the law of attraction, more situations, circumstances, people that sustain that happy feeling. Good days, bad days, rich get richer, poor get poorer. It's all about what these people are predominantly and continually feeling.
5: You can begin right now to feel healthy. You can begin to feel prosperous. You can begin to feel the love that's surrounding you, even if it's not there. And what will happen is the universe will correspond to the nature of your song the universe will correspond to the nature of that inner feeling and manifest because that's the way you feel.
11: Your thoughts and your feelings create your life. It'll always be that way, guaranteed.
8: So basically what you focus on with thought and feeling is what you attract into your experience, whether or not it's something you want.
11: It's hard to swallow,
5: but when we can begin to open ourselves up to that, the ramifications are awesome. It means that whatever thought has done in your life, it can be undone through a shift in your awareness.
10: It's really important that you feel good because this feeling good is what goes out as a signal into the universe and starts to attract more of itself to you. So the more you can feel good, the more you will attract the things that help you feel good in order to keep bringing you up higher and higher.
2: When you're feeling down, do you know that you can change it like that? Put on a beautiful piece of music. Start singing, that'll change your emotion. Or think of something beautiful. Think of a baby. Maybe one you love. And and dwell on it. Really
13: keep that thought in your mind. Block everything out but that thought. I guarantee you'll start to feel good. This principle applies to your family pet, for instance, which I believe are wonderful because they put you in a great emotional state. When you feel love for your pet, that's a great state of of love that's going to bring goodness into your life. What a gift that is.
18: Once you begin to understand and truly master your thoughts and feelings, that's when you see how you create your own reality. That's where your freedom is. That's where all your power is. That's when you see how you can become a deliberate creator of your life. And when you are a deliberate creator of your life and you use this law of attraction, you will have a life that is beyond what you can possibly imagine right now
6: since i learned the secret and started applying it to my life my life has truly become magical i think the kind of life that everybody dreams of and i live on a day-to-day basis i live in a four and a half million dollar mansion i have a wife to die for i get to vacation in all the fabulous spots of the world i've climbed mountains i've explored i've been on safaris, and all of this happens and continues to happen because of knowing how to apply the secret life
2: can be absolutely phenomenal and it should be and it will be when you start using the secret.
10: Well a lot of people ask me what their job is in the creative process and what the job of the universe is. So let's look at that for a moment.
13: Let's use this metaphor. If you think about Aladdin and his lamp, you've probably heard of that one. I mean, Aladdin picks up the lamp, he dusts it off, and out pops the genie. The genie always says one thing.
3: Your wish is my command.
13: If you trace the story back to its origins, you know, we now think that there's three wishes, but if you trace the story back to its origins, there's absolutely no limit whatsoever to the wishes. Think about that one. Now, let's take this metaphor and blow it out and apply it to you and your life. Remember, Aladdin is the one who always asks for what he wants. Then you've got the universe at large, which is this grand genie, and traditions, you know, have called it so many different things, your holy guardian angel, your higher self. I mean, we could put any label on it, and you choose the one that works best for you. But every tradition has told us there's something bigger than us. And a genie always says one thing. Your
3: wish is my command.
13: There is a creative
11: process, a three-step process, and it's been around for 2,000 years. The first step is to ask. Make a command to the universe. Let the universe know what you want universe responds to your thoughts. What do you
2: really want? Sit down and write it out on a piece of paper. Write it in the present tense. You might begin by writing, I am so happy and grateful, now that. And then explain how you want your life to be in every area.
10: And this is really fun. This is like having the universe as your catalog and you flip through it and you go, well, I'd like to have this experience and I'd like to have that product and I'd like to have a person like that. It is you just placing your order with the universe. It's really that easy.
11: Step two is believe. Believe that it's already yours. Have what I love to call unwavering faith. Believing in the unseen.
3: Your wishes is my command
10: and the universe will
6: start to rearrange itself to make it happen for you. Most of us have never allowed ourselves to want what we truly want because we can't see how it's going to manifest. If you do just a little research, it is going to become evident to you
2: that anyone that ever accomplished anything did not know how they were going to do it. They only knew they were going to do it. You don't need to know how it's going to come about. You don't need to know how the universe will rearrange itself. You don't know how. It'll be shown to you. You will attract the way.
11: Most of the time when we don't see the things that we've requested, we get frustrated. We get disappointed. And we begin to become doubtful. The doubt brings about a feeling of disappointment. Recognize that feeling and replace it with a feeling of Unwavering faith. I know, like I know, like I know that it's on its way. Step three, and the final step in the process, is to receive. Begin to feel wonderful about it. Feel the way you will feel once it arrives. Feel it now.
18: And in this process, it's important to feel good, to be happy. Because when you're feeling good, you're putting yourself in the frequency of what it is that you're wanting.
5: This is a feeling universe. So if you just intellectually believe something, but you have no uh, corresponding feeling underneath that, you don't necessarily have enough power to manifest what you want in your life. You have to feel it.
2: When you turn that fantasy into a fact, you're in the position to build bigger and better fantasies. And that, my friend, is the creative
8: process. So the law of attraction, the study uh, and practice of the law of attraction is just figuring out what will help you generate the feelings of having it now. Go test drive that car, go shop for that home, get in the house, do whatever you have to do to generate the feelings of having it now and remember them. Whatever you can do to do that will help you to literally attract it. It could be you wake up and it's just there, it's manifest. Or you might get some inspired idea of some action to take. You certainly shouldn't be going, well, I could do it this way, but man, I would hate that because you're not on the right track if that's the case. Action will sometimes be required, but if you're really doing it in line with what the universe is trying to deliver, it's gonna feel joyous, you're gonna feel so alive, time will just stop, you could do it all day
10: universe likes speed. Don't delay. Don't second guess. Don't doubt. When the opportunity's there, when the impulse is there, when the intuitive nudge from within is there, act.
2: That's your job. And that's all you have to do. You will attract everything that you require. If it's money you need, you'll attract it. If it's people you need, you'll attract it. If it's a certain book you need, you're attracted. You've got to pay attention to what you're attracted to. Because as you hold images of what you want, you're going to be attracted to things and they're going to be attracted to you. But it literally moves into physical reality with and through you.
5: And it does that by law. You can start with nothing. And out of nothing and out of no way, a way will be made. Think of this.
6: A car driving through the night, the headlights only go 100 to 200 feet forward. And you can make it all the way from California to New York, driving through the dark, because all you have to see is the next 200 feet. And that's how life tends to unfold before us. And if we just trust that the next 200 feet will unfold after that, the next 200 feet will unfold after that, your life will keep unfolding, and it will eventually get you to the destination of whatever it is you truly want, because you want it.
10: Well, another thing people wonder about is how long is this going to take? How long will it take to manifest the the car, the relationship, the money, whatever it happens to be? Well, I don't have any rule book that says it's going to take you 30 minutes or three days or 30 days. I think it's more a matter of you being in alignment with the universe itself.
8: Size is, it's nothing to the universe. It is no more difficult to attract on a scientific level something that we consider huge, to something that we consider infinitesimally small. The universe does everything it does with zero effort. Grass doesn't strain to grow. It's effortless, it's just this great design. It's all about what's going on up here. It's about what we put in place, saying this is big, it's gonna take some time. This is small, oh, I'll give it an hour. You know, those are our rules that we define. There are no rules according to the universe. You provide the feelings of having it now, it will respond. Some people have an easier time with little things, and so we sometimes say, well, start with something small, like a cup of coffee. Make it your intention to attract a cup of coffee today.
2: Hold an image of talking to an old friend that you haven't seen for a long time. Somehow or another, somebody's going to start
20: talking to you about that person. That person's going to phone you, or you'll get a letter from them. People are amazed how that I line up car parks. And, I, and I've and i done this right from when I first understood the secret, and um, I, would, I would visualize a car space exactly where I want it and 95% of the time it would be there for me and I just pull straight in. Five percent of the time I have to wait just a minute or two and the person would pull out and I pull in. So I do that all the time.
10: A lot of people feel stuck or in prison confined by their current circumstances. And I'm trying to point out that whatever your circumstance right now, that is only your current reality. And current reality will begin to change as a result of watching this and beginning to use the secret.
11: When you want to change your circumstances, you must first change your thinking. Every time you look inside your mail expecting to see a bill, guess what? It'll be there. Each day you go out dreading the bill. You're never expecting anything great. You're thinking about debt. You're expecting debt. So debt must show up so you won't think you're crazy. And every day you confirm your thought. Is debt going to be there? Yes, debt's there. Is debt going to be there? Yes, debt's there. Why? Because you expected debt to be there. So it showed up because the law of attraction is always being obedient to your thought. Do yourself a favor.
13: Expect a check. Most people look at their current state of affairs and they say, this is who I am. That's not who you are. That's who you were. You see, if you look at your current state of affairs right now, let's say, for instance, that you don't have a lot of money in, the ba- in your bank account uh, or you don't have the relationship that you want. or Your health and fitness isn't up to par. That's not who you are. That's the residual outcome of your past thoughts and actions. So we're constantly living in this residual if you will of the thoughts and the actions we've taken in the past. When you look at your current state of affairs and define yourself by that, then you you doom yourself to have nothing more than the same in the future. All that we are is the result
10: of what we've thought. Okay, what can you do right now to begin to turn your life around? I'll tell you two or three things. Start making a list of things to be grateful for. Start with that, because this shifts your energy. It starts to shift your thinking. Where before this exercise, you might be focusing on what you don't have, and you might be focusing on your complaints, and you might be focusing on whatever the problems are. When you do this exercise, you start to go in a different direction. You start to be grateful for all the things that you feel
5: good about.
18: Gratitude is absolutely the way to bring more into your life.
5: Every man knows that when his wife's appreciating him for the little things he does, what does he wanna do? He wants
1: to do more. It's always about appreciation. It pulls things in, it attracts support.
13: I've said for many years that whatever we think about and think about, we bring about because that's that feeling that you have to have you know and so for me it's been such a powerful exercise every morning to get up and say thank you every morning when feet hit the floor thank you and then I start running through what I'm grateful for as I'm going to brush my teeth and do the things I do in the morning and I'm not just thinking about them and doing some rote routine but I'm putting it out there and I'm feeling the feelings of gratitude because as soon as you start to feel differently
10: about what you already have you will start to attract more of the good things, more of the things you can be grateful for, because you can look around and say, well, look, I don't have the car I want, I don't have the house I want, I don't have the health I want, I don't have the spouse I want. Well, back up, back up. Those are all the things you don't want. Focus on what you already have that you're grateful for. And it might be you have the eyes to watch this. It might be the clothes that you have. Yes, you might prefer something else, and you might get something else pretty soon if you start feeling grateful for what you have.
21: I think everybody goes through times when they say, oh, man, things aren't working right, or things are going bad. And, and there were some things going on in my family, and, and I found a rock. I was just sitting here holding this rock. You might see me carrying it around. I found a rock. I stuck it in my pocket. And I said, you know what? Every time I touch this rock, I'm going to think of something that I'm grateful for. And so every morning when I get up in the morning, I pick it up off the dresser, I put it in my pocket, and I go through the things that I'm grateful for. At night, what do you do? You empty your pocket. There it is again. And I've had some different experiences with that. I've had some amazing experiences. I had a guy from South Africa, and he saw me drop it. He said, what is that? Well, what's that? I explained it to him, so he started calling it a gratitude rock. Gratitude rock? Two weeks later, I got an email from him, from South Africa. He said, my son is dying from a rare disease. It's a type of hepatitis. He said, would you send me three gratitude rocks? No, they're just rocks I found off the street, you know? So I said, sure. I had to make sure that the rocks were very special. And so I went out to the stream, looked, picked out the right rocks, and sent them off to him. Four or five months later, I get an email from him. He said, my son's better, Uh, he's doing terrific. And uh, he said, but you need to know something. He says, we've sold over a 1,000 rocks at $10 a piece as gratitude rocks, and we've raised all this money for charity. Thank you very much. And so it's very important to be in an attitude of gratitude, as I call it.
10: Another thing that I would suggest that you do right now to turn your life around, and this is so huge that I can't find the words to describe just how powerful this can be for you.
17: I took the visualization process from the Apollo program and instituted it during the 1980s and 90s into the Olympic program. And it was called Visual Motor Rehearsal. When you visualize, then you materialize. And the interesting thing about the mind is we took Olympic athletes and then hooked them up to sophisticated biofeedback equipment and had them run their event only in their mind, incredibly. The same muscles fired in the same sequence when they were running the race in their mind as when they were running it on the track. How could this be? Because the mind can't distinguish whether you're really doing it or whether it's just a practice. I think if you've been there in the mind, you'll go there in the body.
9: when you're visualizing, when you've got that picture playing out in in, in your mind, always and only dwell upon the end result. Here's an example. Look at the back of your hands right now. Really, look at the back of your hands. The color of your skin, the freckles, the blood vessels, the rings, the fingernails, the fake fingernails. Take in all those details right before you close your eyes, and then see those hands, your fingers, wrapping around the steering wheel of your brand new car.
10: This is such a holographic experience, so real, so real in this moment, that you don't
6: even feel like you need the car because it feels like you already have it. It's the feeling that really creates the attraction. Not just the picture or the thought. And I think for a lot of people, they think, well, if I think positive thoughts, or if I visualize having what I want, that'll be enough. But if you're doing that and still not feeling abundant or feeling you know, loving and joyful, then it doesn't, from my mind,
8: really create the power of the, of the attraction.
2: This is where the secret actually moves into action.
8: You put yourself in the feeling place of really being in that car, not, oh, I wish I could get that car, or someday I'll have that car, because that's a very definite feeling associated with that. It's not in the now, it's not, you know, it's in the future. If you stay in that feeling, it will always be in the future.
9: Feel the joy, feel the happiness, no matter how silly it seems in that dark and quiet room, and you're going, woo do it. A lot of people will say, you know, come on, do I have to do that? How bad do you want
5: change? Now that feeling and that inner seeing, will begin to be an open doorway through which the power of the universe will begin to express. What is I cannot All I know is that it exists. Our job is not to figure
6: out the how. The how will show up out of the commitment and the belief in the what.
9: The hows are the domain of the universe. It always knows the shortest, quickest, fastest, most harmonious way between you and your dream.
10: If you turn it over to the universe, you will be surprised and dazzled by what is delivered to you. This is where magic and miracles happen. Well, I would say you want to do this virtually daily, but my disclaimer is this should never be a chore. What's really bottom line importance here to the whole secret is feeling good. You want to feel exhilarated by this whole process. You want to be high, happy, in tune as much as possible.
18: The only difference between people who live in this way, who live in the magic of life, and those who don't, is that the people who live in the magic of life have habituated ways of being. They've made a habit of using the law of attraction, and magic happens with them wherever they go because they remember to use it. They use it all the time, not just as a one-time event.
13: People hold that for a while, and they're really a champion at it. And they say, you know what, I'm, I'm fired up, I saw this program, and I'm gonna change my life. And yet, you know, results aren't showing, results aren't showing, and beneath the surface, it's just about ready to break through. And someone will look at the surface results and go, this stuff doesn't work. And you know what the universe says, your wish is my command and it goes down.
3: You know, knowing the law of attraction, I wanted to really put it to use and to see if it was, you know, know, what would happen. And in 1995, I I started to create something called a vision board, where I'd take something that I would want to achieve, or something that i want to attract, like a car or a watch or, or the soulmate of my dreams, and I'd put a picture of what I wanted up on this board, called the vision board. And every day, I would sit in my office, and I would look up at this board, and I would start to visualize. I would really get into the state of having already acquired it. And I was getting ready to move as so we put all the furniture, all the boxes, put into storage. And I made three different moves over a period of five years. And then I ended up in California and uh, bought this house, renovated it for a year, and then had all the stuff brought from my former home five years earlier. One morning, about 7.30 in the morning, my son comes into my office, and one of the boxes that was sealed for five years was right at the doorstep. And my son, Keenan, was sitting on the box, banging away at the box. And I said, sweetheart, will you please stop? I me? Mean, I'm doing some work here. And he says,
1: what's in the boxes, Daddy? And
3: I said, well, honey, those are my vision boards.
1: What's a vision board?
3: I said, well, it's where I put all my goals up. I cut them out, and I put all my goals up to something that I want to achieve in my life. And of course, at five and a half years old, he didn't understand it. So I said, sweetie, let me me just show you because that'll be the easiest way to do it. And so I cut the box open. And when I pulled up the vision boards, there was a picture on there of a home that I was visualizing five years earlier. And what was shocking to me was we were living in that house, not a house like it. I had bought my dream home, renovated it, and didn't even know it. But I looked at that house. I started to cry because I was just blown away.
22: Why are
3: you crying? Honey, I finally understand how the law of attraction works. I finally understand the power of visualization. I finally understand everything that I've read, everything that I've worked with my whole life, and the way I've built companies. It worked for my home as well. And I bought our dream home and didn't even know it.
6: Decide what you want believe you can have it, believe you deserve it, believe it's possible for you, and then close your eyes every day for several minutes and visualize having what you already want and feeling the feelings of already having it. Come out of that and focus on what you're grateful for already and really be enjoy it, okay? And then go into your day and release it to the universe and trust that the universe will figure out how to manifest it. No, The Secret was definitely a real transformation for me, because I grew up in a family where my dad was very negative, thought that rich people were people that had ripped everyone off, thought that anyone who had money, you know, must have deceived somebody, and so I grew up with a lot of beliefs about money, that if you had it, it made you bad, You you know, only evil people have money. And, uh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, that was a big one. Who do you think I am, Rockefeller? That was one of his favorite phrases. So I grew up uh, truly believing that life was difficult, that it was hard, you had to struggle. And it was only when I met W. Clement Stone that I literally began to shift my life. Whatever the mind of man can conceive, it's When I was working with Stone, he said, I want you to set a goal that's so big that if you achieved it, it would blow your mind. And you would know it's only because of what I've taught you that you would have achieved this goal. Well, at the time, I was making about $8,000 a year. And for some reason, I wanted something that was really measurable. So I said, I want to make $100,000 in a year. And I had no idea how I could do that. I saw no strategy, no possibility. But I just said, I'm going to declare that. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to act as if it's true and, and release it. And so I did that, and uh, one of the things he taught me was every day to close your eyes and visualize the goal as if it's already achieved. And I had actually made a $100,000 bill that I put on the ceiling. So the first thing I'd see when I woke up, I'd look up and there it was, and it would remind me that this was my, my intention. And then I would close my eyes and visualize having this $100,000 a year lifestyle. And interestingly enough, nothing major happened for about 30 days. You know, I didn't have any great breakthrough ideas. No one was offering me more money. And all of a sudden I was in the shower. It was about four weeks into it. And I had a $100,000 idea. It just came right into my head. I had a book I had written. And I said, if I could sell 400,000 copies of my book at a quarter each, that'd be $100,000. Now the book was there, but I never had this thought. And one of the secrets I think is that when you have inspired thought, You have to trust it you have to act on it. Now I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how I was gonna sell 400,000 copies. We'd never done that. And then I saw the National Enquirer at the supermarket. I had seen that millions of times and it was just background. And all of a sudden, it jumped out of me as foreground. And I thought, wow, if readers knew about my book, certainly 400,000 people would go out and buy it. And about six weeks later, I gave a talk at Hunter College in New York to 600 teachers. And this lady comes up at the end and she says, that
4: was a great talk. I'd like to interview you. Let me give you my card.
6: And I said, who do you write for?
4: I'm
14: a freelancer, but I saw most of my stuff in the National Enquirer.
6: You know, and I had this little theme from Twilight Zone went off of my head. <laughs> <laughs> you like, whoa, this stuff's really working. So that article came out, and uh, our book sales started to take off. But the point I want to make is that I was attracting into my life all these different events, including this person. And to make a long story short, I did not make $100,000 that year. We made $92,327. But you think we were, like, depressed and going, this doesn't work? No, we were going, whoa, this is amazing. And so my wife said to me, wow, if it works for $100,000, you think it will work for a million And I said, I don't know, I think so, let's try it. My publisher actually wrote me a check as a royalty check for our first Chicken Soup for the Soul book. And he actually put a smiley face in his signature because it was the first million dollar check he'd ever written. And so I know from my own experience, because I wanted to test it, does this secret really work? And we put it to the test, it absolutely worked. And now I live my life from that every single day. Well, I
10: can just imagine what a lot of people that are watching this are thinking. And that is, how can I attract more money into my life? How can I get more of the green stuff? How can I get more wealth and prosperity? How can I, when I love my job, deal with the credit card debt that I have and the realization that maybe there's a ceiling on the money that can come in because it's coming to me through my job? How can I bring in more? Intended. This goes back to one of the things we've been talking about throughout the whole secret. Your job is to declare what you would like to have from the catalog of the universe. Well, if cash is one of them, say how much you would like to have. I would like to have $25,000 unexpected income within the next 30 days or whatever it happens to be. It should be
2: believable for you. Most people have a goal of getting out of debt. That'll keep you in debt forever. Whatever you're thinking about, you will attract. You'll say, but it's get out of debt. I don't care if it's get out or get in. If you're thinking debt, you're attracting debt.
13: Set up an automatic debt repayment program and then start to focus on prosperity. So many times people say to me, well, I'd like to double my income in the next year. But then you look at their actions and they're, and they're not doing the things that are going to make that happen. And you know, they'll turn right around and go, well, I can't afford that. Okay, guess what? Your wish is my command.
11: When you focus on lack and scarcity and what you don't have, you fuss about it with your family, you discuss it with your friends, you tell your children that you don't have enough, we don't have enough for that, we can't afford that. Well, guess what? You'll never be able to afford it because you begin to attract more of what you don't have. If you want abundance, if you want prosperity, then focus on abundance. Focus on prosperity.
20: When I first understood the secret, I, uh, I, I was getting bills. Every day, I would get, I'd get a bunch of bills in the mail. And I thought, this is, how do I turn this around? The law of attraction states that what you focus on, you will get. So I got a bank statement. I whited out the total, and I put a new total in there. I put exactly how much I wanted to see in the bank. So I thought, what if I just visualise cheques coming in the mail? So I just visualise a bunch of cheques coming in the mail. Within just one month, things started to change, and it is amazing. Today, I just get checks in the mail. I get a few bills, but I get more checks than bills. I grew up on you have to work hard
11: for money, you have to work hard for money. And so I replaced that with money comes easily and frequently. Now, in the beginning, it feels like a lie, right? There was a part of your brain that will say, oh, you liar, it's hard. So you have to know it's this little tennis match that will go on for a while.
20: When it comes to creating wealth, wealth is a mindset. It's all about how you think.
11: I'd say 80% of my coaching that I do one-on-one with folks is about their psychology and the way they think. And I know when people are listening, they say, oh, well, you can do it, I can't. Every person has the capability to change the way they're in a relationship and conversation with money.
13: I find so many people who maybe make a tremendous amount of money, but their relationships stink. That's a technical term, by the way. And, and that's not wealth. It really isn't. You know, you can go after the money and you might get rich, but it doesn't guarantee you'll be wealthy. I'm not suggesting that money isn't a part of wealth. It absolutely is. But it's only a part. And then I meet a lot of people who are quote-unquote spiritual, but they're sick and broke all the time. That's not wealth either. Life is meant to be abundant in all areas. Many people
18: in Western culture are striving for success. They want the home, they want the great business, they want all these outer things. But what we found in our research is that having these outer things does not necessarily guarantee what we really want, which is happiness. So we go for these outer things thinking they're going to bring us happiness, but it's backwards. You need to go for the inner joy, the inner peace, the inner vision first, and then all of the outer things appear.
4: The secret means for me actually that we are creators of our universe and that every wish of what we want to create will manifest in our life. Therefore, it's very important what you wish, what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, because it will manifest. Now, one day, I went into somebody's home, and he was an art director of a very famous film producer. And in every corner, he had this beautiful image of a woman, a naked woman, dressed with a fabric, kind of doing this, kind of saying, oh, I don't look at you, I don't see you, you know? And I said, I think you have trouble in your romance. Are you a clairvoyant or something? No, but look, seven places, you have exactly that woman. But I love that kind of painting. I painted it myself. That's even worse, is it? Because you put all your creation and your creativity in it. Now, he's this gorgeous-looking man. He has all these actresses around him because that's his, the work he does. He doesn't get romance. I said, what do you want?
15: Well, I want to date three women a week.
4: Okay, paint yourself with three women, and hang it in every corner. Six months later, I see him in Europe and said, How is your love life? Great. They just call me. They all want to date me. Because that's your wish. Now I have like three dates a week. They're fighting over me. Good on you. But I really want to stabilize a little bit. I want marriage, and I want romance. Well, painted okay so he painted a beautiful romantic relationship and a year later he got married and it's very happy because he put another wish out but he wished it in himself for years but it did not happen because his wish could not manifest because the outer level of himself his house was just contradicting himself all the time. So if you know this knowledge, you should start playing with
11: it. Inside relationships, it's important to first understand who's coming into the relationship and not your partner, but to understand yourself.
13: How can you ever expect anyone else to enjoy your company if you don't enjoy your own company? And so, again, the law of attraction or the secret is about bringing that into your life and you've got to get really, really clear. Here's the question I want to ask you to consider. Do you treat yourself the way that you want other people to treat you? You become the solution for you. Don't like, now you owe me and you need to give me more. Instead, give more to yourself. Take time
5: off to give to yourself in a sense to fill yourself up to fullness where now you can
23: overflow in giving.
11: I got into many relationships, expecting my partner to show me my beauty because I didn't see my own beauty. See, when I was growing up, my heroes or my she or were the Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman, or Charlie's Angel. And while they're wonderful, they didn't look like me. It wasn't until I fell in love with Lisa, my mocha skin, my full lips, my round hips, my curly hair, it wasn't until that moment that I fell in love with me, that the rest of the world was able to fall in love with me as well.
2: There's something so magnificent about you. I have been studying me for 44 years. I want to kiss myself because you're going to get to love yourself. I'm not talking about conceit. I'm talking about a healthy respect for yourself. And as you love yourself, you'll love others.
18: In relationships, we're so used to complaining about other people. My co-workers are so difficult to work with. My husband makes me so mad. My children are so lazy. It's always focusing on the other person. But for relationships to really work, we need to focus on what we appreciate about the other person, not what we're complaining about. When we're complaining about those things, we're only getting more of those things. Even if you're having a really hard time in a relationship, things aren't working, you're not getting along, someone's in your face, You still can turn that relationship around. Take a piece of paper and for the next 30 days, once a day, sit down and write all the things that you appreciate about that person. Think about all the reasons that you love them. You appreciate their sense of humor. You appreciate how supportive they are. And what you'll find is that when you focus on appreciating and acknowledging their strengths, that's what you'll get more of. And the problems will fade away. We cannot control other people, no matter how hard we try. So what you'll find is if somebody's come home in a bad mood, and you're actually in a good mood, you'll find yourself in a different place from them in that moment. We create our own happiness through the law of
11: attraction. Oftentimes, you give others the opportunity to create your happiness. And many times, they fail to create it the way you want it. Why? Because only one person can be in charge of your joy, of your bliss, and that's you. So even as a parent, as a child, as a spouse, even the people closest to you, they do not have the control to create your happiness. Your joy lies within you.
14: It's important to recognize that our body is really the product of our thoughts. We're beginning to understand in medical science the degree to which the nature of thoughts and emotions actually determines the physical substance and structure and function of our bodies.
15: We've known in the healing arts of a placebo effect. A placebo is something that supposedly has no impact and no effect on the body, like a sugar pill or something. You tell the patient, that this is just as effective. And what happens is the placebo has the same effect, if not greater effect, than sometimes the medication is supposed to be designed for that effect. So they found out that the human mind is the biggest factor in the healing arts, uh, more so than sometimes the medication. If somebody is in a situation where they're sick and they have an alternative to try to explore what is in their mind creating it versus using medicine If it's an acute situation that could bring bring death to them, then obviously the medicine is a wise thing to do while they explore what the mind is about. So you don't want to negate medicine. Every form of healing has a place.
11: The universe is a masterpiece of abundance, good health, and well-being. When you open yourself up to feel the abundance of the universe, you'll experience the wonder, the joy, the bliss, You'll experience all the great things that the universe has for you. Good health, good wealth, good nature. When you've shut yourself off with negative thoughts, you'll feel the discomfort, you'll feel the aches, you'll feel the pain. You'll feel as if every day is painful to get through.
2: You know people who have had terminal disease. Stop and think of the word, dis-ease, hyphenate the word. That's a body that's not at ease. We've got a thousand
19: different diagnoses and disease out there. They're just the weak link. They're all the result of one thing, stress. And you put enough stress on the chain, you put enough stress on the system and one of the links breaks.
15: Our physiology creates disease to give us feedback, to let us know we have an imbalanced perspective and we're not loving and we're not grateful. So the body's signs and symptoms
5: are not something terrible. The question is frequently asked is when a person has manifested a disease in their body temple or some kind of discomfort in their life, through the power of right thinking can it be turned around? And the answer is absolutely yes.
1: On November 23rd, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I truly believed in my heart with my strong faith that I was already healed. During the day, all day long, I would just say, thank you for my healing. On and on and on I went, thank you for my healing. I believed in my heart I was healed. I saw myself as if cancer was never in my body. One of the things I did to heal myself was to watch very funny movies. That's all we would do is just laugh, laugh, laugh. We couldn't afford to put any stress in my life because we knew stress was one of the worst things you can do while you're trying to heal yourself. From the time I was diagnosed, which was November 23rd, to the time I was healed totally, was approximately three months. And that's without radiation and chemotherapy.
19: Well, we come with a basic program. It's called self-healing. You get a wound, it grows back together you get a bacterial infection the immune system comes and takes care of those bacteria and heals it up the immune system is made to heal itself
2: disease cannot live in a body that's in a healthy emotional state your body is casting off millions of cells every second and it's creating
14: millions of new cells in fact literally Parts of our body are replaced every day. Other parts take a few months. Other parts a couple of years. But within a few years, we have a brand new physical body. If you have a disease and you're
2: focusing on it and you're talking to people about it, you're going to create more disease cells. See yourself living in a perfectly healthy body. Let the doctor look after the disease.
11: You have two people, both stricken with something but one chooses to focus on joy, they choose to live in possibility. They choose to live in hopefulness. They focus on all the reasons why they should be joyful and grateful. Then you have the second person. Same diagnosis, but they choose to focus on the disease. They focus on the pain. They focus on the woe is me.
8: When a person is completely focused on what's wrong and their symptoms, they will perpetuate it. The healing will not occur until they shift their attention from being sick to being well, because that's the law of attraction. Happier thoughts
14: lead to essentially a happier biochemistry, a happier, healthier body. Um, negative thoughts, stress has been shown to seriously degrade the body and the functioning of the brain, because it's our thoughts and emotions that are continuously reassembling, reorganizing, recreating our body. Remove
19: physiological stress from the body, and the body does what it was designed to do.
5: It heals itself. I've seen uh, kidneys regenerated. I've seen uh, cancer dissolved. I've seen uh, eyesight improve and come back.
15: I always say that incurable means curable from within.
5: You can change your life, and you can heal yourself.
23: Well, my story begins on March 10th, 1981. It really changed my whole life. It was a day I'll never forget. I crashed an airplane. I ended up in the hospital completely paralyzed. My spinal cord was... Crush. I broke the first and second cervical vertebrae. My swelling reflex was destroyed, I couldn't eat or drink. My diaphragm was destroyed, I couldn't breathe. All I could do was blink my eyes. The doctor, of course, said all my life I'd be a vegetable. All I'd do is blink my eyes the rest of my life. That's a picture they saw of me, but it didn't matter what they thought. The main thing was what I thought. I picture myself being a normal person again, walking out of that hospital. The only thing I had to work with in the hospital was my mind. as long as you have your mind, you can put things back together again. I was hooked to a respirator, and they said I'd never breathe on my own again, because my diaphragm was destroyed. But this little voice kept saying to me, breathe deep, breathe deep. swing from it, they weren't a loss for an explanation. See, I could not afford to allow anything to come in my mind that would distract me from my goal and from my vision. Well, I set a goal to walk out of the hospital on Christmas. That was my goal. later. I walked out of the hospital on my own two feet. They said it couldn't be done. That's a day I will never forget. For for people that are sitting out there right now watching this program that are hurting, if I wanted to sum up my life and sum up uh, for people what they can do in life, I would sum it up this way in six words. Man becomes what he thinks about.
11: a tendency to look at the things that they want and say yes i like that i want that however they look at the things that they don't want and they give just as much energy if not more energy with the idea that they can stamp it out they can eliminate it obliterate it in our society we've become content with fighting against cancer fighting against poverty fighting against drugs fighting against terrorism fighting against violence. We tend to fight everything we don't want.
20: Anything we
16: focus on, we do create. So if we're really angry, for instance, at a war that's going on, or strife, or suffering, we're adding our energy to it. We're pushing ourselves, and all that only creates resistance.
8: The reason that what you resist persists is because if you're resisting something, you're saying, no, I don't want this thing because it makes me feel this way, the way I'm feeling right now. So you're just putting out this really strong emotion of, wow, I really don't like this feeling, and it's there, and it just comes racing towards you.
6: You know, the anti-war movement creates more war. The anti-drug movement has actually created more drugs because we're focusing on what we don't
11: want, drugs. How much sense does it make for us to give the problem all of the energy, as opposed to focusing on trust, love, living in abundance? education,
6: peace. Mother Teresa was brilliant. She said, I will never attend an anti-war rally. If you have a peace rally, invite me. You know, she knew. She understood the secret. I mean, look what she manifested in the world. So if you're anti-war, be pro-peace.
16: If you're anti-hunger, be pro people having more than enough to eat. If you're anti a particular politician, be pro his opponent. Often, elections are tipped in the
6: favor of the person that people are really against because he's getting all the energy and all the focus. You want to focus on what you want, not what you don't want. It's okay to notice what you don't want because that gives you contrast to say, well, this is what I do want. But the fact is that the more you talk about what you don't want or talk about how bad it is, read about all of that all the time, and then say, oh, how terrible it is, well, you're creating more of that.
13: You know, so many times people say to me, well, James, I have to be informed. Maybe you have to be informed, but you don't have to be inundated. I always say when the voice and the vision on the inside
15: become more profound and more clear and loud than the opinions on the outside,
5: you've mastered your life. Learn to become still and to take your attention away from what you don't want and all the emotional charge around it and place the attention on what you wish to experience. Energy flows where attention goes.
11: It's not your job to change the world or the people around you. It's your job to go with the flow inside of the universe and to celebrate it inside the world that exists.
10: One of the questions I get almost all the time, and it's probably on somebody's mind right now if it's not on yours, and that's the idea that, well, if everybody uses the secret, and they all treat the universe like a catalog, aren't we gonna run out of stuff? Won't everybody just make a run
5: for it and bust the bank? What's beautiful about the teaching of the great secret is that there's more than enough to go around for everyone. There is a lie that acts like a virus within the mind of humanity. And that lie is there's not enough good to go around. There's lack and there's limitation and there's just not enough. That lie has people living in fear, greed, stinginess, and those thoughts of fear, greed, stinginess, and lack become their experience. So the world has taken a nightmare pill. Now the truth is, there's more than enough good to go around. There's more than enough creative ideas. There's more than enough power. There's more than enough love. There's more than enough joy. All of this begins to come through a mind that is aware of its own
13: infinite nature. Every great teacher who's ever walked the planet has told us that life was meant to be abundant.
3: And so just when we think that resources are dwindling, we find new resources to achieve the same things. And so even though we say
15: we
10: have lack, It's because we don't open up our vision and see all what's around us. You know, when everybody starts to live from their their heart and go for what they want, they don't go for the same things. That's the beauty of this. We don't all want BMWs. We don't all want the the same person. We don't all want the same experiences. We don't all want the same clothing. We don't all want fill in the blank.
5: There's enough for everyone. If you believe it, if you can see it, If you act from it, it will show up for you. That's the truth.
11: Everything that you want, all the bliss, all the joy, all the love, all of the abundance, all of the prosperity, it's there, ready and waiting for you to grab a hold of it. Now, you got to get hungry for it. You have to want it. you got to be intentional. And when you become intentional and on fire for what you want, the universe will deliver you every single thing that you've been wanting recognize the beautiful and wonderful things around you and bless and praise them and on the other side the things that aren't currently working the way you want them to work don't spend your energy faulting or complaining embrace everything that you want so you can get more of it
17: most of the leaders in the past missed the great part of the secret which is empowering and sharing with others This is the best time to have ever been alive in history. It's the first time we've ever had the power to gain knowledge at our fingertips.
14: When we look around us, even at our own bodies, what we see is the tip of the iceberg. Think of this for a moment. Take your
2: hand and look at it. Now your hand looks solid, but it's really not. If you put it under a proper microscope, you'd see a mass of energy vibrating.
3: Everything is made up of the exact same thing, whether it's your hand, whether it's the ocean, or whether it's a star.
19: Everything is energy. And let me help you understand that just a little bit. There's the universe, of course, and our galaxy, and our planet, and then individuals. And then inside of this body are organ systems, and then there's cells, and then there's molecules, and then there's atoms, and then there is energy. So there are a lot of levels to talk about something on,
2: but everything in the universe is energy. I don't care what city you're living in, you've got enough power in your body, potential power, to illuminate the whole city for
13: nearly a week. Most people define themselves by this finite body but you're not a finite body. I mean, even, even under a microscope, you're an energy field. What we know about energy is this. You go to a quantum physicist and you say, what creates the, the world? And he or she will say, energy. Well, describe energy. Okay, it can never be created or destroyed. It's all always was, always has been. Ever, everything that ever existed always exists. It's moving into form, through form, and out of form. Okay, great. You go to a theologian and you ask the question, what created the universe. And he or she will say God. Okay, describe God. Always was and always has been. Never can be created or destroyed. All that ever was, always will be. Always moving into form, through form, and out of form. You see, it's the same description, just different terminology. And so, if you think you're this meat suit running around, think again. You're a spiritual being. You're an energy field operating in a larger energy field.
7: We're all
3: connected. We just don't see it. There isn't and out there and in here, everything in the universe is connected. It's just one energy field.
11: We often get distracted with this thing called our body and our physical being. That just holds your spirit. And your spirit is so big, it fills a room. You are eternal life. You're source energy. You are God manifested in human form. Made to
5: Scripturally, we could say that we are the image and the likeness of God. We could say we are another way that the universe is becoming conscious of itself. We could say that we are the infinite field of unfolding possibility. All of that would be true.
13: Every great tradition has told you that you were created in the image and the likeness of the creative source. That means that you have God potential and power to create your world, and you are. You are. And maybe you've created things to this point that are wonderful and worthy of you, and maybe you haven't. The question I'd ask you to consider is Do the results you have in your life, are they what you really want? And are they worthy of you? If they're not worthy of you, then when would now be the right time to change those? Because you have the power to do that.
6: You know, a lot of people feel like they're victims in life, and they'll often point to past events, perhaps growing up with an abusive parent or in a dysfunctional family. And I would add as a parenthesis here that most psychologists believe that about 85% of families are dysfunctional, so it's like all of a sudden you're not so unique. My parents were alcoholics, my dad abused me, my mother divorced him when I was six. From the age of 13 to 18 I was involved in street gangs.
13: I had a, a...
3: A severe motorcycle accident. I was homeless at one point in uh, Dallas.
10: I lived in poverty for 15 years in Houston. When I was a child, I had learning
15: difficulties. And I was considered learning disabled. And I was told I would never read, write, or communicate, never mount anything, not go very far in life.
6: I mean, that's almost everybody's story in some form or not. So that's just called, so what? The real what is, what are you going to do? to do now? What do you choose now? Because you can either keep focusing on that, or you can focus on what you want. And when people start focusing on what they want, what they don't want falls away. And that part expands, and the other part disappears.
11: You are the designer of your destiny. You are the author. You write the story. The pen is in your hand. And the outcome is whatever you choose.
5: The beautiful thing about the law of attraction is that you can begin where you are and you can begin to think, real thinking, and you can begin to generate within yourself a feeling tone of harmony and happiness. The law will begin to respond to that. So now you
10: start to have different beliefs, like there is more than enough in the universe, or you have the belief that everything goes right for me, or you have the belief that I'm not getting older, I'm getting younger we can create it the way we want it, by using the law of
5: attraction. And you can break yourself free from your hereditary patterns, cultural codes, social beliefs, and prove once and for all that the power within you is greater than the power that's in the world.
16: Some of you may be thinking, well, that's very nice, but I can't do that, or she won't let me do that, or, He'll never let me do that, or I haven't got enough money to do that, or I'm not strong enough to do that, or I'm not rich enough to do that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Every single I'm not is a creation. Whether you
5: you are right Are there any limits to this? Absolutely not. We are unlimited beings. We have no ceiling the capabilities and the talents and the gifts and the power that is within every single individual on this planet is unlimited
7: there is no blackboard in the sky on which God has written your purpose your mission in life there's no no blackboard in the sky that says Neil Donald Walsh, a handsome guy who lived in the first part of the 21st century, who colon, then there's a blank, you know, and and all I have to do to really understand what I'm doing here, why I'm here, is to find that blackboard and find out what God really has in mind for me. But the blackboard doesn't exist, so your purpose is what you say it is. Your mission is the mission you give yourself. Your life will be what you create it as, and no one will stand in judgment of it, now or ever. It it took a lot of years for
6: me to get this, because I grew up very much with this idea that, you know, there was something I was supposed to do, and if I wasn't doing it, I was like, God wouldn't be happy with me, you know? When I really got that, my primary aim was to feel and experience joy, Then I began to do only those things which brought me joy. We have a a saying, you know, if if it ain't fun, don't do it, you know? Joy, love,
7: freedom, happiness, laughter. That's what it is. And if, boy, if you've just experienced joy sitting there and meditating for an hour, by golly, do that. If you experience joy eating a salami sandwich,
6: then do that. When I pet my cat, I'm in a state of joy. When I walk in nature, I'm in a state of joy. So I want to constantly put myself in that state. And when I do that, then all I have to do is have the intention of what I want, and what I want manifest. So inner
14: happiness actually is the fuel of success.
13: Anything that
5: makes you feel good is always going to be drawing in more. You are listening to this right now. It's you that drew this into your life. It's your choice whether you want to take it and utilize it. If it feels good, if it doesn't feel good, then you know, let it go. Find something that feels good, that resonates with your heart.
11: When you follow your bliss, you live in a constant space of joy. You open yourself up of the abundance of the universe. You're excited to share your life with those you love. And your excitement, your passion, your bliss, it becomes contagious.
10: And that's what I'm doing almost all the time is I'm following my excitement, I'm following my passion, I'm following my enthusiasm,
2: and I'm doing it throughout Joe's day. Enjoy life with us because life is phenomenal.
4: It's a magnificent trip. You will live in a different reality, a different life, And people will look at you and say, what do you do different than me? Well, the only thing that is different is that
23: you work with a secret. And then you can do and have and be things that people won't say that's impossible for you to do and have and be.
16: We're really now moving into a new era. It's the era where the last frontier is not space, as Star Trek would say, but it's going to be
14: mind. I see a future of unbounded potential, unbounded possibilities. Remember, we're using at most 5% of the potential of the human mind. 100% human potential is the result of proper education. So imagine a world where people were using their full mental and emotional potential. We could go anywhere. We could do anything, achieve anything. See yourself with the good that you desire. Every
2: religious book tells us that every great book on philosophy, every great leader, all the avatars who have ever lived, go back and study the wise ones. Many of them have been presented to you in this program. You know what? They all understood one thing. They understood the secret. Now you understand it. And the more you use it, the more you'll understand it.
11: You've come to this juncture in your life merely because something in you kept saying, you deserve to be happy. You are born to add something, to add value to this world, to simply be the best that you can be. Every single thing you've been through, every single moment that you've come through, were to all prepare you for this moment right now now you get that you are the creator of your destiny imagine what you can do from this day forward with what you now know what will you do with the moment how will you seize the moment No one else can dance your dance. No one else can sing your song. No one else can write your story. Who you are, what you do, begins right now.
5: I believe that you're great. That there's something magnificent about you. Regardless of what has happened to you in your life. Regardless of how young or how old you think you might be. The moment you begin to think properly there's something that is within you, there's power within you that's greater than the world, it will begin to emerge. It will take over your life. It will feed you. It will clothe you. It will guide you, protect you, direct you, sustain your very existence if you let it Now that is what I know for
13: sure.
0: So that's it. You know, my story with this here to add on to to those those marvelous stories was when I left psychology I was a different person. I had conviction, I had um I had motivation. I saw something that I've never seen before, but that I knew existed. Uh you know, they they talked about time frame and the 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 mindset of being in prison and that watching watching the secret and leaving psychology that day, it freed me. It freed me because I knew that even though that I was in prison, it didn't mean that I had to to allow myself to fall into the stigma of prison. You could be anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. But you put yourself in any kind of, of environment by our thoughts. I mean this stuff was so true. This stuff was so true. And when I started understanding that prison was just a mindset, you know, everything changed. Everything changed for me. So uh I, I just didn't I didn't believe I was gonna be in prison for the length of time that I that I was um, and I prepared myself for my early release, whether it was going to be parole. I had no idea how it was going to come. I just knew that I wasn't going to spend all of that time in prison that was sentenced to me, and that when the time was right for me to go home, the gates would open. I knew it. I just knew it in my bones, and I just kept myself out of trouble as much as I possibly could, and, and just changed my direction, started changing who I was associating with, where I was spending my time at, and and uh, everything changed. Everything changed for me. I started looking at prison as a monastery, and, and I started understanding that people pay millions of dollars for what I had, which was time for self, time for healing, i was i was plucked from the world from the responsibilities of the world and i was put in the womb of society, of society to try to understand why i was doing the things that i was doing and these people explained it to a tee because we all experience it we all we all broadcast blame because when we accept blame it's it's sometimes it's a hard thing to deal with you know nobody wants to accept the fact that they may have been responsible for a a tragic event or anything of that nature but the truth is the truth and this is why i am who i am today and i try to speak as much conviction and truth and honesty as i possibly can i try to stay as positive as i can i try to know the triggers around me that trigger negativity mm-hmm all the way down to my thought, it's not the action, it's the thought, you know, it's, it's the, the pureness of thought, we're going to have bad thoughts, there's no question, but it's recognizing them, eliminating them out of the gate, and replacing them with good thoughts, but acting on those good thoughts, putting emotion into those good thoughts, knowing that those good thoughts are real, and that they manifest good things. So, walking in that, talking in that, thinking in that, it just changed everything for me. This is why I say I'll never go back to crime, because I understand what crime is. Both the material aspect going into the prison industrial system, but also the spiritual aspect of it too. You know, because there's repercussions on both sides. And this is what we're not, we're not really paying attention to. Because a lot of us can deal with the material repercussions but we're not even conscious to the spiritual side of it. And that comes much later in life. And that's when we start realizing the mistakes that we made. So God bless. Thank you for tuning in to these these powerful words. Please play them again and again in your house. Anytime that you're feeling down, you need motivation. You need to be recentered. Play these words and believe in them. I'm speaking conviction of them. For those that know me personally, they know that I'm not crazy. I don't believe in majestic things, you know, but I am speaking of my experiences in life. I have been a very, very bad person, and I'm making that transition into a very, very good person. And not many people can do that. So please tune in and stay positive, man. Stay positive, stay filled with love. Pass the message, pass it forward. Be kind, be strong. And you can always come here for a hug, man. Thomas Free Me. We out. Thank you for tuning in.